Hi everyone, it's only your favorite author, Shekilola Salami, here on the Shekilola Salami show. Um, and as you can tell, I, my little human, she went to nursery and she came back with germs. So my throat has gone, my eyes, well, my eyes are still there, but they feel quite sore and heavy and my nose just feels quite congested. But anyways, I hope you can hear me today. So right now, I'm not sure how much of a barrister I, I'm going to be, you know, serving drinks and whatnot, but I'll try. I, I had um, a lemon and green tea tea um, and it's gone cold now. I think I just got tired but anywho who have I got here with me today this is Phil Sagasser I'm a author recent author um, and a psychotherapist for 35 years uh, from Asheville North Carolina oh hello Phil how are you today so far so good I'm quite interested though psychotherapist turned author how did you manage that <laughs> well I have been um, um, a technical writer in, uh, uh, in nonfiction for many years. I taught uh, writing classes at Florida International University for a number of years. And so uh, it seemed like it was time to, to venture into the nonfiction or into the fiction world, excuse me. Ah, right. So you're not really a new author, then you're just a new fiction author. But as far as, you know, writing stuff, you know, you've been doing that for quite a while. Exactly. Ah, so when did you write your first nonfiction? Oh, golly. I, I did a dissertation years and years and years ago now, uh, probably late 70s, I guess. But it wow. was hardly so they... read by a great many people. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, you know, so you've been an author for at least 40 years. Yeah. Exactly. So you shouldn't, don't, don't, don't understate yourself. You know, you're not a new <laughs> author. You've gone through the process already. Um, yeah. So tell me about your new fiction. You know, what, what, uh, what's it about? You know, what um, inspired you to write it? It's called, Do You Want to See the Videos? And it was inspired by, a, um, by being asked that question, oh, probably 25 years ago now in a conversation I was having with uh, someone at the district attorney's office, I believe, about a client of mine. And there had obviously been a number of videos made of her um, being sexually abused by her husband that had resulted in her husband uh, having to go to jail. Oh, wow. I had the, I had the impression when I was asked this question that um, I was not the only one that had been offered the chance to see these videos. It sounded rather like they'd been passed around at the, the district attorney's office uh, for a variety of people's entertainment. And I was rather appalled by all of that. But at the same time, my imagination um, had a hard time letting loose of uh, um, seeing those videos in my head myself. And so that yeah. stuck stuck with me for 20 years until I finally decided to turn it into a book. Interesting. Yeah, that's, it's quite, it's quite interesting though. So you got your inspiration from your work. Um, and that's, 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 that's quite good. So when did you release it? Uh, just a few months ago on Amazon, uh, as a Kindle. 
ah, okay, that's fine. So I'm quite interested, you know, because I know you said that when you wrote your first nonfiction, um, you didn't get a lot of readers, um, <clears throat> you know, to, to what you had published. And, you know, now you're dabbling in the world of fiction writing. And how has the first few months been for you? I mean, what have, what, what, what have you done to try and increase, you know, the popularity of your brand? Because, you know, I do say this to a lot of authors, you know, whether anyone listens to me or agrees with me is left to be seen. But I do say that, you know, as an author, you are a business, you are a brand. So when you're starting in a new, you know, angle and a new path, you know, what have you been doing to try and increase, you know, the popularity of your brand? Well, I've done a variety of things. Uh, we'll, we'll see how successful they are. I've, um, I've been involved with Goodreads and uh, tried to be an active uh, uh, participant there. Uh, okay. I've put together a, a, a website uh, that hasn't had a great deal of traffic, but at least it's another option. Uh, I've got a, a Facebook page specifically as an author and have made a, a lot of contacts with old friends and people that I hadn't uh, had much contact with in years and years, uh, just trying to get the word out in whatever ways that I could, I could think of. Yeah. So Goodreads, website, and Facebook. Yeah, those those have been the primary ways that I've uh, I've operated. Anyway, um, I have had uh, interviews on a couple of blogs uh, of that other authors have put together and that sort of thing, uh, just as a way of trying to to network. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's um, you know. See, so you you've got to teach me because today you know I've got I'm sounding like a frog, which is not really nice. Uh, but so tell me, what was the strategy of your website? What were the key things you put on your website? What were you looking to get out of the website? I mean, did you just put and just put, you know, go, like, you know, you tell me, well, talk me through what you did. Well, it's very basic information on uh, on the book, uh, summaries, uh, quotes from a, a, a few readers, that sort of thing. Um, it... Um, is an opportunity. I've, I've answered some questions about uh, how I came to write the book and that sort of thing and uh, uh, expect that I will be blogging on, on uh, sexual abuse and doing therapy with PTSD survivors and things of that sort as a way of just uh, stirring up interest in that topic. Um, no, that sounds, that sounds quite good. See, you're understating your website, though, because, you know, as a psychotherapist, you know, you do have a lot of scope to use to drive, you know, drive traffic uh, to your website. So a couple of questions. Are you on Twitter? I'm not. You don't like Twitter? <laughs> well, I, the idea of it, uh, uh, I've never quite, quite gotten excited about uh, uh, trying to... to make short statements uh, that I send out to, I'm not real sure who. Um, I, I guess I'm, uh, I'm, I'm too old school for that. No, no, no. I think everybody has, you know, a preference. I mean, I, for one, I have a preference for Twitter over Facebook. I like, the things I like about Twitter is that it allows you to engage with people quite easily. Um, and, you know, people almost almost expect, I mean, people who don't want random people commenting on their posts, you know, they make their posts um, or their page private, but then other people put it 
and you find that a lot of people tend to use hashtags so that more people can see their, you know, the post that or their tweets rather. I shouldn't say the post, their tweets and stuff. So I just, for me personally, I like the openness of Twitter. That you know, I find that it allows you to engage with a lot more people easier than you can do on on Facebook. So yes, I do have a Facebook page, but I'm not really as active on Facebook as I am on Twitter. Um, but you know, that's not saying you know one is better than the other. You know, it's just because you know what well, if you read the experts, whoever they are, they always say that you should stick with whichever one you find most comfortable with. So if you're more comfortable with you know with with Facebook, then by all means, yes, that's 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 perfect. Um, so your website, what's your website um, address? It's uh, WordPress. Phil Sagasser um, at WordPress. So what philsagasser.wordpress.com. Yes. Right. Okay. So why did you choose a subdomain of WordPress as opposed to you um, buying your own domain? Well, I'm pretty new to all of this uh, social media stuff to begin with. And so uh, um, actually, I think I got onto that by uh, um, with the help of uh, e-publishing for dummies or something of that sort. Right. Or was that what it was recommended in the book? Yeah, and they explained how to do it, and so that's what I did. Ah, right. Okay, okay. That's that's fair enough. Um, but one hint that I will get, though, is if you're using your author name, then I think you should go and register it, because, you know, there, there are lots of, um, for lack of a better word, there are lots of dodgy people out there, and, you know, if you don't register your domain name, and let's say tomorrow, you know, you become like extremely popular as an author. Um, and if you've not registered your domain name, it means that somebody else can quickly go and register it and they'll probably bill you like a thousand dollars for you to get your own domain name from them. <laughs> so that's why it's recommended that um, if you're using your name as, um, as your brand, then it's recommended that you then go and register. Even if you're not going to use it, at least register it so that it's in your possession. Because if you don't, anybody can register it and anybody can take possession of it. And you, when you then need it, it's not going to be available for you. Because, I mean, we all hope that when we're doing stuff, you know, we then increase. I mean, that's the whole point why I'm trying to figure out what you've done. Who knows? Maybe I can learn a thing or two from you. So when you finish this conversation, go and register your domain name. Because I'm hoping you will become, you know, the next you know, the next best thing in fiction or even nonfiction writing. Well, that would be a great idea. I, I, I will go make sure that I get to keep my name. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, okay. Um, so you read this thing and it says, you know, to go and use a WordPress site. I mean, it's a usually, I think it's a really good starting point um, because it does have a lot of features. And I think with WordPress, um, you can also, when you do buy your domain name, it did, I've never used WordPress.com, but I'm assuming, or I think I read somewhere, that it would allow you to use or redirect to your own domain name. Um, but then WordPress does have a lot of good features, which I'm sure once you play around with it, um, you know, you will, you will find. But then have you connected with other Goodread um, authors and bloggers? I have with some, uh, though this is a, a new experience for me as well. 
Okay, okay. Well, that's a good thing, though, because, you know, see, you're increasing, that's, that's you're doing stuff you know so people become more and more aware of um you know of you and when i started if i actually knew i probably would have gone the way of guru and of wordpress.com first and then redirect my url because i think that you know there's a lot of features where that allows you to connect easier with other authors and bloggers on the same platform than if you're you know kind of sort of isolated or cut out of wordpress um dot com okay so okay that's why so you've been able to connect with other authors on and bloggers on wordpress.com okay that's fine and then you're going to start blogging on the subject okay that's that's very that's very um good because i think a lot of times when you read they say that if you do a bit of blogging it helps to it gives the google um or search engine spiders something to crawl and find new content Gotcha. They say you find new content. You know what do you do? What do you think about that? That makes sense to me. Um, actually, the the point of the book was not just to provide a good read, so to speak, but also to give some sense of what uh, effective therapy might look like for people who have been sexually abused. So uh, um, it's got a not just a, a tell a good story kind of mm. point to it. Yeah, no, no, that 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 definitely makes sense. Um, last year, I did a I did a series on the podcast um, on sexual abuse that we con- you know we went through the different stages of grief and sort of related it back to you know sexual abuse, you know, because you know from the point of you know it's happened, you know, how do you sort of you know come to accept what has happened? So you have to go through the different stages. Um, of grief so i think you know if you're then able to blog then that would you would be surprised the number of people who are looking for resources um on that on that aspect um so why did you choose to go on goodreads how did you find out about goodreads and what is it that you like or do not like about goodreads well i think originally the same sources uh, uh, that sent me to to wordpress that uh, e-publishing for dummies um plus Having published it on Amazon, uh, that connection uh, became an obvious one as well. I enjoy Goodreads mostly because I do a lot of reading. And Uh so it's as much a good source for finding out other things to read as it is uh, a way of publicizing my own work. Fabulous, fabulous. So how did you use it there? So Wayne, how how do you find books on Amazon on Goodreads to read? Well, they're pretty good at uh, suggesting things. There's so many thousands and thousands of books out there that uh, um, searching for them has never been a problem. Okay. So what sort of genres do you like? Uh, I read almost anything. Um, I I like everything from uh, nonfiction, uh, uh, technical books and psychotherapy to uh, um, and a myriad of other subjects to science fiction and fantasy, uh, thrillers of all sorts, uh, biographies, you name it. Okay. And, and you've been able to, you found that, you know, it's been, because you've been able to discover books, you felt that it would be a good um, avenue to then, you know, for other people to discover your books on. Hopefully. Yeah. I've done a fair amount of reviewing of other books uh, that I've read on there as well. And that's gotten some feedback from other people too. Yeah. 
How do you normally use um, Goodreads? Well, I um, list what it is that I'm reading at the moment. And then uh, as I complete those things, uh, provide reviews of them. I've made connections with as many friends on there as I can. Um, and um, um, been a part of uh, three or four different groups that Goodreads provides uh, on, on particular topics. And see, you keep you keep understating yourself. You've been doing quite a lot, though. So you've joined groups, you know, you've got friends, you know, increase your, your number of friends. And wow. So how did you decide on which groups to follow? Well, I looked for groups that dealt with uh, PTSD, with sexual abuse, uh, uh, with uh, psychological thrillers, uh, uh, other authors groups, things of that sort. Ah, see, because until I became an author myself, I didn't actually even know that there was a thing such as Goodreads. And just like you, you know, when you start the journey and you start reading and researching, you then find out, you know, lots of things that you possibly didn't even know before. So did you do you feel that Goodreads has been a good source of getting more people to know about you as an author, to find out about your book and, you know, get reviews and stuff? Has that been quite useful to you? Yes, it has. I, I'm still debating whether or not I want to, to engage in trading reviews with other new authors. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about that, but uh, uh, that's another avenue that I'm, I'm considering. Okay, what are your mixed feelings? Well, I guess the, the question would be how how um, unbiased those kinds of reviews can be if you are trading them back and forth with people. Um, there's a kind of an implicit assumption that uh, um, you'll give them a good review if they'll give you one. I know exactly what you mean. Um, when I first started out, I had that thing where someone says, oh yes, let's do, you know, you review my book and I'll review your book. And then, you know, even if you don't like it, you feel kind of bad to want to say, oh, I don't like your book and stuff like that. And again, I don't follow Amazon's rules, but I think it's no longer allowed to do that. Like, I think it's saying that there shouldn't be a connection between you and anybody who's doing a review for you. Um, and also, I think they've also changed the laws or the, the rules um, where, you know, before people would say, I received a free copy in exchange for an honest review. I think you're not even allowed to do that anymore. Um, I think what some people are doing on Amazon now is like, um, what's the word? They're like review groups, but it's not, it's not a review my book, I review your book. There'll be a pool of so many people and, you know, each person then gets assigned books randomly and there is no obligation to review on Amazon. So if anybody reviews on Amazon, they're doing so out of the goods, out of the goodness of their heart, as opposed to because they have to, which I think <laughs> is that the Amazon is sort of slowly trying to cramp down on people who do things in exchange. Or I received this book in exchange for you know for a review. Whereas I think now they're saying you know you can do stuff, but then you know there was no you might might say oh I refused I received this book as a gift from the author with no expectation to write a review or something like that. Um, so yeah, yes, I'm, I'm still discovering what the rules are on Amazon. It does seem to be that uh, there's, there's more 
openness um, on Goodreads than on Amazon that way. Um, it does kind of surprise me that they don't share their reviews with each other since they're really the same operation. Yes, yes. But I think it was because Goodreads used to be a separate entity before it was bought over by Amazon. Um, so I, I really don't know how how it works, um, you know, from, you know, from the point of view. And I guess also because Amazon has several marketplaces, you know, from .com to .co.uk <laughs> to .ca to, you know, so it's kind of like, well, how do they pull from all the different uh, marketplaces, you know, on Goodreads? So I have, I have no idea um, how, how that would um, work. But, you know, just like you said, you know, I think that Goodreads, you know, is a good marketing strategy, is a good way for an author to increase their, you know, popularity. Because if you're quite active on groups, then it means that more and more people are going to sort of, quote unquote, know your name or know your brand. And, you know, the more people who get to see your name, the greater the chances are that they will go and check out your profile, find out what books that you read. Um, you've written and possibly, you know, go and get a copy for themselves. Or if you wanted to do one of these review groups, you know, because reviews are quite important, you know, even big businesses, they take out reviews, you know. So, you know, if, with, the, with, with the marketplace being so competitive as at the moment, it's kind of like, well, somebody needs to have a reason to read your book or to invest the time. Even if it was free, they need to have right. a, a reason to invest the time it will take to read your book. So if they, if nobody, you know, if you can't even get one person in your personal circle to read and review your book, then it kind of makes people think, hmm, what's actually going on? Is this book really good? <laughs> um, so reviews are quite um, important um, because even if you were going to get a baby, it's kind of like a reference as well. If you're going to get a babysitter, you're going to say, well, who have you babysitted, you know, for before? Or if you're going to buy. Car, well, what do you think about this car? You know, reviews are quite, you know, are quite important these days. Reads is one place to be able to connect with like-minded people who are, you know, who would be happy to do the same thing. So you talked about um, your website, and then you talked about Goodreads, and then you talked about Facebook. So how have you been able to use Facebook? Maybe I can learn something from you because I've been quite partial to Twitter because, like I said, I find the ease with which it allows you to connect with people quite good. Um, so how have you been able to use Facebook? Well, as much as anything, I've used Facebook as a way of connecting with uh, uh, old friends and acquaintances from years and years ago that um, I I hadn't bothered to uh, to reconnect with on my personal Facebook account, um, and many of them have have been interested in reading the book uh, just as a way of reconnecting as much as anything. Right. Okay. But then, have you done anything to get people outside of your personal circle? You know, to just get more people to follow you on on Facebook. I'm not sure whether I've got people to follow me on Facebook that uh, didn't already have some connection with me. Uh, some of them have, have uh, referred friends to me and that sort of thing. And so it has gradually begun to grow that way. But uh, okay. that's still pretty, pretty young. Okay. Okay. Well, that, sound, that sounds um, like, like a good place. Because again, when it's, again, it's all about word of mouth referral. So if somebody, you know, you know, refers you and then gets their friends and, you know, that's how you could potentially then grow 
um, exponentially. And if you're updating your Facebook page regularly, that could potentially be a source of traffic to your own website. Um, okay, okay. So we've talked about the three things that you're currently doing. So when you've read, you know, ebook for dummies, um, ebook publishing for dummies, what uh, what strategies are you hoping to try out in the you know in the next few weeks or months? Well, as I say, the, the main thing I've been considering lately was uh, doing some of the review groups on Goodreads. Uh, um, I've, I've paid attention to other kinds of things like uh, your own uh, Sunday snippets uh, offerings. Uh, I've seen a few other things like that in, in the, the author's review groups, um, opportunities to uh, um, be interviewed or blogged as a guest blogger on other people's sites, but that's, that's pretty much what I've done at this point. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you could, you could continue, you know, you could do that. You know, you could definitely do more of that. You can go on other podcast shows. So, you know, you've been on mine for instance, and you know, I'm sure I'm hoping you've enjoyed your time here so far. Um, so you so can far, then, so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you could then go to someone else and be like, you know what? Um, I, I've been on one podcast show and I'm interested in coming to be a guest speaker on your, you know, on your, on your show. Obviously you would need to have, you know, you'd be, you need to have more to um, offer, you know, in terms of your, um, what's the word now? Like if you're going to come, you know, you, you need to show, oh my God, I can't even speak properly anymore. You know, in terms of expert content that you provide in the listeners of that show, you know, because when you go on the show, it's not for the, um, for the host benefit, it's for the listener's benefit, you know. So you could then, you know, when you're putting the pitch, you could then say, well, I could cover it on this topics because, um, or you could just go on anyone. So for instance, it doesn't necessarily have to be podcasts on books. You can go on podcasts that, deal with maybe PTSD and, you know, things like that. And, you know, and then in your intro, then say, you know, you're, you're also an author and, you know, just give them a link to where they can get your book. So that could be one way to increase, you know, your, the popularity of, of your brand. So you don't necessarily have to, you can always find, like someone would say, you can always find different pathways. So not necessarily just focus on your career currently as an author. You can also use the other things that you're doing, which is, you know, your interest, you know, as a psychotherapist. So you could use psych, you could use, um, you could go for psychotherapy blogs or podcasts and get featured on there and link back to your author profile. And then you can go on author blogs and author podcasts and link it back to your psychotherapy profile. Yeah, actually, I suspect I've got a good deal more content to offer on a, a, a PTSD blog or uh, something of that sort, sexual abuse issues, uh, than I do in, in the author world at this stage. Yes, no, which is, which is fine, but then it just takes time to grow. So when you're doing that, once you've bought your domain name, so once we finish, go and buy your domain name now, philipsagesir.com, <laughs> right? Go and register it, then go and do a URL redirect so that your new domain name will go to your WordPress blog. And then you, you'll be fine. So when you're then going there, you can then put about us, you know, you then talk about the two different things that you've done. Because when you then write as a psychotherapist and then put 
your that you're also an author it gives you credibility it gives you immediate expertise because right. not a lot of people who think that they can write actually can write and not a lot of people not a lot of people who can write actually do write so you can <laughs> and you have done right so you've gone through two stages that a lot of people haven't been able to do so you know you put it there um yeah so that's that's definitely um something that you could do and i'm hoping you know whether anyone's listening anyone who's listening to this if they've not got their own domain name by the end of this recording i'm hoping that they will go and buy and register their own domain name immediately just so that it's there so like me for instance i've registered shekilolasalami.co.uk so that's it it's there right you know who knows maybe in a few years time i might become the next oprah right but it'll be not Oprah, but it'll be shakilala right and so there, <laughs> my, my 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 domain name is there makes sense to me i i'm not sure what uh what people learn from me on this podcast but i've l- certainly learned some things from you well thank you but the thing though is i think right because one i didn't know there was an e-publishing for dummies book um, so that's something that I've learned. So anyone who's just starting out can easily go and check up, you know, on that. Um, I'm quite, so what else have I, you know, learned? So we're doing similar things in terms of, you know, using Goodreads. Um, you've got your website and you use Facebook. See, I don't use Facebook as much. So, you know, you're one person that I can say, okay, uses Facebook and, you know, you're getting traction on your Facebook account. So it's basically just telling people that you've got choice. You know, if you don't like Twitter, you don't have to be on Twitter. You can go on Facebook. If you don't like Facebook, you can go on Twitter. You know, it, it's there's no fast and hard rule. You don't have to do one thing because everybody else is doing it. You just need to do what is um, suitable and comfortable for you. And so can you imagine, I'm feeling like a teacher now giving you homework. When you finish it, yeah, you go and buy and register your. You're gonna register your own domain name now and put a URL redirect to Definitely. your WordPress website. And I'll probably check out Twitter some more too. Yes, do do do. I I like Twitter because there are a lot of things that I do which I'll probably not see right now, but I just find that is quite amazing to grow because a lot of traffic that I get from on my blog is as a result of Twitter because I use a lot of hashtags. I've tried using hashtags on Facebook and I do get traction from there, but you know, combining it with um, with Twitter, because I find that a lot of book bloggers, in fact, not just book bloggers, but bloggers in general are quite active on Twitter than on Facebook. I find that it's easier to locate people who are looking for instance, somebody who's free and is looking for a recommendation. I find that it's easier to find such people than it is on Facebook because mm-hmm. when you see somebody, you can easily just you know tweet at them. Whereas on Facebook, if you're sending them a message, you then have to put a private message. But then if you're not connected, it's you know it's really difficult to connect with people on Facebook. Whereas with Twitter, <laughs> it's just so much easier. You just put at their name and send them a message. I'll have to check it out. Yes. So that's why, you know, because the first editorial review I got of my uh, paranormal romance, it was from Twitter. The person saw a post that somebody else had made and thought, you know what, I'm covered. I've got this on. He's an editor, writer for an online um, 
online, what's it called, literary magazine, uh, magazine. and he he contacted me via Twitter because he found out about me on Twitter. It's just so much easier to find and connect with people on Twitter. That's my personal experience, and, you know, if, you know, I possibly might try to um, give Facebook another go, but the thing, though, is on Facebook, not a lot of people in my personal life know that I write. And I don't particularly want people in my personal life to know that I write. Aha. So, <laughs> that's the difference. Whereas with Twitter, you know, you can just do it. And whereas Facebook, it has to be linked to your profile account and it's just long-winded. Gotcha. Yeah. So any final words of wisdom, you know, in, regard, in regards to how to promote the popularity of your brand? Well, I would I, say that the thing that I have learned most is that it was perhaps easier to write the book than it is to find people to read the book <laughs> <laughs> high five when i finished within a few months of few weeks of writing my book i i came to that conclusion as well writing your book is the easiest thing you can do yeah if if it's not well worth doing for the process itself then you probably shouldn't bother doing it yeah so there's both, I guess, again, you know, different people write for different reasons. You know, some people just write to just have their name out there and say, oh, I've written a book. But I guess for more serious authors, you know, authors who want to become authorpreneurs, because uh, now it's a preneur everything, bloggerpreneur, mompreneur, you know, it's a preneur everything at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's hard work. So if you want to make a success, like they say, anything worth having is worth working hard for. So if you want to make a success of this, then you need to realize that there's a lot of hard work involved. Yeah. Writing the book was, uh, it was something that had been on my mind for years. And so it was a relief to actually write it and get it all down on paper. But uh, um, the reading part, that's a different question. Mm. Well, it seems that, you know, you're on the right path, you know, because you've done, you know, when we started, I told you that, you know, you've thought about it and done something about it. So you're far ahead of people who are still thinking about it and haven't actually taken that step to doing anything. Um, And, you know, today somebody might just be starting out and think, oh, let me see what else I can do to increase, you know, popularity of my brand, you know, as an author. So, well, thank you so much. Um, and I didn't even offer you any drink just because I'm really poorly. And I didn't <laughs> want to accidentally sneeze in your virtual drink. You Uh-oh. know, get my virus. Get it, virus, virtual virus. <laughs> yes. I, th- I, do I, make, th- I do make really corny jokes. Uh-huh. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, wish you good luck in future podcasts. Thank you very much. Oh, 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 remind people again. Can so can anybody who's listening to the show now connect with you on Facebook? How do they do that? What's your Facebook name? The the author's site is. Do you want to see the videos? Okay. And it's is that on Facebook? P H I L Sagesser S A G E S E R. Sorry, say that again, please. I missed you. I missed that. It's Phil Sagesser, S-A-G-E-S-E-R. Okay. And that's your name on Facebook. Exactly. Right. Okay. And there's only one of you in all of Facebook. 
as far as I'm aware. <laughs> there aren't a whole lot of so, Sagasers yeah. in the world in general. <laughs> no, there's, there's just one of you in the whole world, which is a good thing. Licensed psychotherapist, private practice. Exactly. Okay, fabulous. So if you just type in field, P-H-I-L, just one L, then Sagasar, S-A-G-E-S-E-R, you'll be able to find him. You'll find him as a, on the people and you'll find him on the pages. Um, okay, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And maybe sometime you'll come on Twitter and you can connect with me on Twitter because I am at E-I-A-T-U-N-D-E, I-Y-A-Y-E-T-U-N-D-E, figure one. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today and everyone else listening. And I, I guess I have to apologize for my really today. Um, but as always, if you've got any question whatsoever, please do drop me a line. I do like receiving emails from people. Um, so my email is shakilola at shakilolasalami.co.uk. But until next time, take care now. Bye. Thank you. Bye.